Hey, this is Loretta Dennis, host of Glory Rising Radio, broadcasting live each week on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Central Time. We're coming to you live from Fishbowl Studios in beautiful Bedford, Texas. Log on to hear how we can help let God's glory shine through you. Be sure to log in each week on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. to catch the show Glory Rising Radio and be ready to jump in. So, we're going to go ahead and start. If you would like to call in and join in on our conversation tonight, that phone number is 214-431-5032. Also, I'm on Facebook Live, so you can send me a comment. And tonight's topic, what are the idols in your life? Yeah, that one's uh, that one get uh, thinking about. It's like, what do you mean I got idols in my life? You know, it's like, so we're gonna be talking a little bit about what idols are, and you know how we make some things idols and we don't even really realize it. So, but uh, as, as we're gonna be getting started, is you know, do you knew, know what an idol is? An idol, okay, my my definition, is something that you value more than you do God. Okay. I mean, that, that's, that's a pretty good definition. But it's an idol that you place precedence over everything else. Which mm. could be God, could be a lot of things. But, you know, it's something that you have made so important that it overshadows everything else. And so, you know, there's a lot of things that we can make idols out of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it could be, you know, wearing designer clothes. It's got to be so important that you can't go out without being in designer clothes, you know, to make sure everybody sees who you are. That's an idol. Okay. Uh, you know, it could be a car, you know. You know, you go out and wash and wax it and everything, and, you know, you don't even want to, you know, to take it out unless you know afraid of getting scratched or whatever and yet you know it takes more priority than your family okay something that's so important to you that you make it number one on your list unfortunately you know god wants to be number one on our list he says that he will be there will be no other gods before him yeah, in other words, he should be the number one on the list. Um, but we place physical things before God. And so he's like, no, we, <clears throat> God, is, God does not like that. He says that you know, we need to lay aside our idols. In the Ten Commandments, thou shalt have no other God before me. Right, going all the way back there. I mean, these are, these are some things that's like, wow, okay. Well, I don't have idols, you know, I don't worship no, you know, no gods, uh, you know, I don't, uh, you know, do this or I don't do good to do that. Um, it's like, okay, well, you're telling what you don't do, but what do you do? Okay. What can you make as an idol? You know, I shared this once at a conference, and I mean, it was a conference of pastors, and 
But I asked him, I said, did they bring their idols with them or did they leave their idols at home? And the whole place went quiet. It's like, what are you talking about? It's like, we carry a lot of things and especially walking with God, it's like nothing can be more important than God. Okay? Some people know my family is more important than God. Well, then that's your idol. That you just place them in priority above God. In other words, you're going to take care of your family before you listen to God. And yes, it is important to take care of your family. Right. But God will instruct you on how to take care of that family. And this is where we have to understand priorities because if if we don't if we don't have the Lord Jesus in the in the front seat in the driver's seat, then it, then we said that you are not important enough, not strong enough, or whatever. <clears throat> and I'll and I'll be, you know, this is more important to me. You know, it could be your job. It could be it, a lot of things different, and you know, it can even get down to making the Bible more important than the Holy Spirit. And people are now. I know I got a lot of people's attention there. Well, the Bible is important. I'm not saying the Bible is not important, but does it play, take precedence over the Word of the Holy Spirit? The Bible is only basic instructions. The Holy Spirit gives us detailed instructions. Okay. So, I mean, it's, it's something to think about because if you keep trying to make the Word of God, you know, trying to figure out that the Word of God, he's got to match everything, you know, this, that, or the other, but the Holy Spirit says, hey, go do this. No, no, no. The Word of God says this. Well, the Word of God says this, yes. But the Holy Spirit is trying to get you to do something today. And it's like, you know, he's not contradicting the Word. He's not saying go and commit a crime. But he's saying, you need to do this. Well, it's not in the Bible. So it can't be from God. There's a lot of things that aren't in the Bible that God will still tell us to do because they follow Okay, maybe I shouldn't say that that's not in the Bible, but God will give us further instructions on what he has put in the Bible or what has been implied through his word that therefore we must apply and through the prompting of the Holy Spirit, he lets us apply his word. Yeah, I, I know many years back, I mean, I, you know, I was so adamant about the Bible. You know, I, I, gotta, I gotta read it out all this time and so on and so forth. And well, that's admirable. Yeah, but then it became I have to do this because this meets makes me meet God's approval. Okay, and that's the whole wrong attitude. You know, the the Word of God is there to give us instruction. But who's the teacher? says the Holy Spirit will be the one who instructs us. That's like going to, to a college class and all I do is give you a book. You're no instructor. And you have to try to figure it all out yourself. Well, people have done that today with the Bible. Well, I don't need the Holy Spirit. I have the Bible. Well, no, you need the, the, the Holy Spirit to give you instructions on how this all fits together. Also to give you the understanding. Not not your implied understanding, but the real understanding of what 
God is trying to tell you uh, in these letters that were written to other churches, uh, you know, or in the Torah, you know, the the laws, you know, all these things there were for us to get, you know, build an understanding. But now we need the wisdom from the Holy Spirit to how to apply it. And, and these things, we're missing that sometimes because all we say is, you need to read the Bible, you need to read the Bible. No, yeah, reading the Bible will definitely help you. But isn't it more important to say, spend quality time with God and let the Holy Spirit teach you? We're not letting God teach us. We're expecting this book to give us all the answers when actually we can get it straight from the designer's mouth what we need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people that have come to know Jesus without even seeing a Bible. Because God revealed to them who he is and that they're living the life just like because they're listening to just to the Holy Spirit. Not trying to imply anything else. What do I need to do today? You know, how does this fit in? I don't understand this. And they ask God for an answer instead of going to a pastor or going to a book to try to find an answer. Why don't we just go straight to the source? You know, if we're sick, what's the first thing we do? Go to the doctor. When the first thing we should do, go to God. Have him say, you know, have him give you directions on what you should do, whether you should go see the doctor because he's got something that will help you or God could heal you himself. Okay. But we've we've made idols out of, you know, doctors. You know, it's like when we get sick, we don't think about God. We we think about hospitals. You know, we don't, you know, we don't think God's a great healer. We think that them, this man's a better healer. So I'm going to go see this man before I talk to God. And then it's like, "Oh, well, the man can't help you." Okay, well, now I'm going to go to God. Why don't you just go to God first? Do you believe that God is your healer? Do you believe God is your savior? Do you believe, you know, all the, you know, do you believe? And a lot of times we sit back and say, uh, well, yeah, I believe. No, you have knowledge of, but belief has an action to it. If we're going to believe, that means we're going to act. If I get sick, first words I'm going to is God. He'll give me instructions of what to do, how to do it. So I've done most of the talking so far. What about you, Laura? Oh, you're doing a good job. And I've been in, I've been imparting my little bits of wisdom <laughs> there. So, but talking about idols and you know, I understand what you're saying about making a bi- making the Bible an idol and it's for some people, it's to the point, I understand respecting the Bible, but, oh, don't let it touch the floor. It's dirty if you let it touch the floor. Or, oh, you can't write in your Bible. And, you know, I find sometimes I don't have a scrap of paper to make a little note. And when God impresses on my heart something, it may only be a word, but it goes in the margin of my of my Bible. So, it's, it's, sometimes it's very hard to separate an idol from an object. Okay. 
because like you said people can make an idol out of the Bible when it is an object yeah, it's, a, it's a tool that, that is there that God has put together from all these different people all these different times things like this to help us understand okay but first and foremost do we go to God for the answer first you know when you go to read the Bible do you go to God first and say help me to understand this and a lot of times people just read it and say well I read it I read the Bible through all this year mm-hmm. see I'm, see how good I am God should be impressed I was like no God's not impressed at all because if that's the only reason you did it is to be, get the, the applause the of win you got your reward you know, God's not pleased with that at all. God wants us to come to Him with everything we have. You know, if we really believe He's alive, if we really believe that, you know, He's He's there for us. He, he says, if anybody lacks wisdom, it says what? Let him ask. Read the Bible. No. Go Let to your pastor. Ask. You know, uh, uh, go see a friend. Uh, as I said, ask. All we have to do, he says, just ask. And he will give you wisdom liberally, without condemnation. He wants to give you everything you need. But you're, you're trying to get it from every other resource that's out there. Well, let me, let me call my friend. Uh, let me call the pastor. Let me look on. Let me look. Google it. Okay. Let me get in the Bible. It's like I just go to the source and say, God, I'm confused about this. I've done that so many times. People say, God doesn't do that. He doesn't answer those questions. Why not? If I have a question. If your child comes up to you and asks you a question, are you going to tell them, Oh, just go Google it, or? have them find it somewhere else or are you going to answer their question well it's no different with God we're his children we're asking questions he's going to answer those questions unfortunately some most you know, a lot of the times the things are going on there you know if your child comes you and ask you a question oh, go talk to your teacher about it uh, you know well, I got a question about math well go talk to your dad go talk to this person go talk why don't you just answer the question yeah, if you, even if you don't know, find out and share it with them. Let's figure this out together. Well, yeah, don't ask me math questions, please. <laughs> but I'm just, it, it's just so weird that people say they have a relationship with God, but they don't talk to God. They don't, you know, oh, I pray. Yeah, it says, oh, Heavenly Father, uh, give me what I need and, and uh, you know, you know, condemn that person over there or, or you know, do this or do that or trying like a genie in a lamp. Go do this and we, I need you to do that. Amen. Well, that's not prayer. That's trying to give an order to somebody to go do something. Or the God is good, God is great, let us thank him for our food. Amen. You know, it's like, yeah, God is good, he is great, but where's the conversation? But we're not we're not communicating with God. We're not we don't take that time, you know, 
I take time out of my day because I work nights. My wife works days. We see each other an hour or so a day. Maybe. Maybe. And there's times like I'll get up early from sleeping just so I can spend time with my wife. Because it's like, I, didn't, I haven't got to see you. I haven't got to talk to you. You know, and I want to spend some time. You know, are we willing to give up our give up some time to just spend it with God? Give up some of your sleep. Give up some of your partying. Give up some. Give up something to say, God, I want an appointment with you. Schedule a time. It's important. Mm-hmm. You know, you schedule time for your 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 appointments and your friends and your parties and your your you know whatever else you want to do. But you don't schedule time to meet with God. And that relationship, it just becomes a religion. It's not a relationship anymore. It's just, okay, these are things I have to do. And then we can make going to church an idol. This is true. It's not, you're not going to worship God. You're going there to please your friends. You're going there to to meet all the checkoff list of all the things that what you consider good Christians to be. Or you're going to church to, oh, dare I say, gossip. Unfortunately, that does happen. A lot. And and people don't realize that that's what they're doing. But even gossip can be an idol. I mean, anything that we've set in such importance. But, you know, these are things that we need to take a good look at ourselves. Because when we walk into the house of God where we say this is where we're meeting to meet with God okay we're meeting together to worship God here he said we're two or three together he's in the midst so God is here why isn't this holy ground then why don't we respect going into what we call the church today which is not a scriptural way of putting it but within the building that we go to worship when you walk in there, are you walking in with reverence because you know God is there? You are coming into His presence to worship Him, to hear a word from Him through whatever vessel He decides to use? Or do we go in there saying, oh yeah, well, you know, the pews are not soft enough, the air conditioning is too cold, or it's too warm, this and this, and then, oh, look at look at Janie over, look at her nice hat, look at him, he's got a nice new suit on. Oh, this is so impressive. Well, where's God? Oh yeah, and God. Oh, and God. Church has got to look so fabulous so people will be impressed when you walk in. Well, God's not impressed. He would be happy if you had a, a wood plank up there for, for an altar and, and come to meet with him. He's not impressed with our, our buildings and stuff like this. It is really sad. So, what do you think of Oh, I'm, I'm agreeing with what you're saying there because... Yes, the church house. Let's just call it a church house. Not, you know, because I know that we are the church. Mm -hmm. But the church house, the building we meet in, needs to be clean and tidy. Mm -hmm. But it's like, and we've done this. You and I have done this. 
we had a church building, a church house that we pastored in, and we had the power shut off because we couldn't pay the bill. And everybody was like, well, I can't come to church. You don't have any electricity. Well, yeah, you can come to church. Well, I can't see my Bible to read my Bible. You weren't reading it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. You know, you'd bring it, and it would just sit there on the chair next to you. But we took the time. We had kerosene lanterns that we had throughout the building. We had flashlights. And we had service. We used to also, the kids were there and says, well, how are we going to, you know, it's like, well, this is the way they did it in the olden times. This is a first century church. All they had was candles. Mm-hmm. And they would go and meet in caves or in homes. I mean, well, during the time that they were being persecuted, they would have to go hide in caves or places to worship God. Mm-hmm. And so we had some candles around the table, and so I was telling about how they were doing it and how much it didn't matter whether, you know, they didn't have electricity. They didn't have air conditioning. They didn't have none of this stuff. But it was so important for them to get together to worship God that they set all that aside. Mm -hmm. Today, you can't get people to come in the building unless it meets their standard. As, as we've been joking with it before, I had that one man come in, looks around and says, oh, this isn't a real church because you don't have a chandelier. It's like, well, what does it have to do with God? You know, you're, 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 all you are is worldly thinking. And it's, worldly thinking is not godly, okay? That's, it's evil, it's fleshly. That worldly thinking is what I call stinking thinking. <laughs> Right, and uh, so we—it's just you know—we we, got to sit back and take a good look. It's like, what have we made this fellowship into? Okay, you know, we 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 made this this fellowship into a a show, uh, a country club, country club. Yeah, we can call it that. Um, so. But we, you know, these are all just little things that you know we're we're taking a we got to take a good look at because we've taken away from the worship of God, we've taken away from being in the presence of God. That it's presence of God isn't holy anymore. You know, it's you know if God's here, then we should respect that God's here, honor Him, mm-hmm. spend time with Him, not with each other. You know, we can have the fellowship time. But if we come together to worship God, then we should be worshiping God, nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here to worship God and to hear a word from God, so we can continue on with our day and and go on being blessed. And and it's like, wow, I got a word I can hang on to for this week. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say something. I'm not saying this to offend anybody, but we've gone to meetings where they were for prayer and you walk in in the building and all of a sudden instead of praying you're standing around just talking and visiting and then you may have those two or three people who are sincerely in prayer and 
as you're coming in they're praying you're talking it becomes distraction and so you know make sure that when you're coming into the presence of God you're coming for the right reason not to bring your idols and your distractions with you yeah well Andre and Cindy has just joined us Hello. Oh, hello. And uh, we're talking about <coughs> idols, bringing your idols. What kind of idols do you carry around? Um, that could be a lot of, in a lot of areas. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we, we, we kind of talked about some of the things that, that people make as idols. But now we're talking about making church an idol or making the Bible an idol. You know, it's like, wait a minute, you can't make that an idol. It's God's word. No, you're looking at the book, not the writer. Not of the, the book. author of the book. Okay, and so you know we, we're talking a little bit about that and how that you know we we've shamed, you know we'll go to a church house, you know, uh, to worship God, but no worshiping is going on. It's all about who's dressed in what. Who's acting what? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? Um, you know, if the church is pretty enough or whatever. When and they don't respect that they're in God's presence. You know, God's presence is with us always. Mm-hmm. So some people argue, well, God's presence is always with. He's in us. Yeah. Then why don't you respect yourself and your body if God's in there? And then why don't you respect those people around you who God's in them? And um, just hearing what, what I walked in and understanding, my grandmother grew up in church. And when they had prayer time, and I'd always hear her and Miss Joseph say, make sure your heart is right. Mm-hmm. They can go in there, I don't care if they're playing the drums, kids running around, she's over in the corner praying. If you, this is what you come for, God, I don't know what you come for. Don't let the things that are around you and I, I've seen this my grandmother I can go and say mother 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 she would you know swap me away and she continue praying mm-hmm. if you go in there whatever's going on if your heart is here to, pray, to give before God to come to prayer to do whatever your heart is set on whatever's going to wrench and bother you if you let that distract you well, your heart is not into what you really come for because if I go to work, if I go to football game, if I, go, I don't care about the crowd around me. If I'm going here to, to for this specific reason, guess where my mind and heart's going to be on what I came for. I mean, you go see a lot of these old, older elderly people. They don't care. They will pray on the porch. They will pray in the house. They will pray. They won't let nothing distract them. And if you did, you got in trouble. <laughs> they let you know, I'm spending time with God. So, I mean, you can look at it both ways. But if your heart, if you can say, if I come in here now, y'all was in here praying. Hey, man, y'all want some pizza? Huh? One, it's disrespectful for what I'm doing mm-hmm. because y'all are in a prayer. But that should make you stop and look up if you're talking with God. Because if I'm talking to Roger and Sydney come in, Andre, wait a minute. Now, what were you saying? See, my focus is on what me and him was talking about. 
If you're talking with God, your focus will be with God, not what's going on around you. That's, I mean, that's my outlook. Mm -hmm. All right. We are going to go ahead and take our first break. And the first song is going to be Testify by uh -huh, uh, Social Club Misfits. And we will be right back. I was falling apart when heaven rescued me Recover my heart, I want the world to see I can testify, testify From the comforts of my home to a jail cell They try to break me down, but their plan fails I remember like yesterday, still clear as day When I felt I had my whole future stripped away Should've known better, I felt the heat Speeding through the lanes, I was looking for the better me Feeding my desires, ignoring my royal pedigree Bloodline from the heavens, still slept in the penitentiary meant for more so when you say the words i've written touch you it's the lord the pressure that i felt on me don't feel it anymore you sent me healing from above there's nothing realer than your love i was falling apart when heaven rescued me recovered my heart i want the world to see i can testify For some of my prayers I close my eyes When my stress and anxiety flare If it comes up like stairs I know right on time My God will be there So many blessings coming down I don't know if it's real We not scared I just feel like we should've be here But I'm prepared I got nothing to fear This is God's plan Young man and not a career This a calling I'm all in I'm done stalling I'm done waiting for a better time To tell my story I know there's power in the name And he reminds me who I am And even though I'm Far from perfect and never stop this plan. I was falling apart when heaven rescued me. Recovered my heart, I want the world to see. I can testify.
welcome back. That was Testify by Social Club, Miss Fitz. And if you're wanting to join in our conversation tonight, that phone number is 214-231-5032. I'm also on Facebook Live. That's live. And you can send me comments, and I will get them and respond. Um, so tonight we've been talking about what are the idols in your life. And so far we've had a really good discussion, and you know, like I said earlier, nobody is trying to offend anybody, but we want to make you think, do you have idols in your life that you don't even think they're idols? And I want to piggyback off what she said, if you say you don't, you're lying to yourself. Anything you put Anything before God. Anything that you put before God. And it's more important to God. It's more important to you at this moment. That is what's more important in your life. That's your idol. I heard a, a man, he had a discussion one time. He was doing a talk show about this. And he said he didn't realize he had idols. But he loved tigers. He had oh, tiger yeah. tails, tiger bedspread, tigers on this wall. And he realized he was making that an <clears throat> idol. Mm -hmm. he, he, he said he went home and took all that stuff down when he finally realized he was he just had you know pictures of Jesus or just pictures of odds and ends here and there he had pictures of tigers all over his house leopards and lions and he took them all down because he realized he made that an idol in his house that's all he wanted that's all he cared about and my friends especially Roger a true friend and football was mine mm -hmm. I almost lost my marriage I, I I wouldn't go to work if I had a game on Saturday. You know, I mean, I was at practice and I, and he asked me one day, "Why you not like that by God?" You remember when you had, you said, "Where is your passion for God?" I got angry. Man, I go to church and I know, but when I stepped back <laughs> and I seen that it was not just affecting, if it's affecting human, you think I'm doing to my God mm -hmm. because I almost lost friendship, my wife, and at the one time, I didn't care. I, didn't, I, I mean, got to go to football. I got to get this playoff next week. We going to the playoff. We going to this. I, oh, we got new players calling. And I thought, what if I get it when I'm giving my passion to, to God? Mm -hmm. Then you work. <laughs> Your job. I got to go to work. Got to go to work. Come go to church with me. Man, I'm tired, man. I gotta go to work in an hour. I'm tired. This is the only day I'm off. Okay. But see, what we misjudge it is, I don't know what you're doing at home. You give God time because you took off on Sunday. That don't mean you don't love him. Mm -hmm. You probably woke up praising like my wife. Every, she's up there watching church. <clears throat> but as again, you, you perceive, well, God must not be important. That's not for us to judge, unless you live with that person. Yeah, and, then live it's still, with and then it's still not ours to judge. It's sure not. You're right. So, I was going to say, and <coughs> believe it or not, <coughs> our own health can be an idol. <laughs> I, at one time, was doing a weight loss program, and I was doing really well. I'd lost 35 pounds. It's like, yay me, I was I was doing good. But then when I realized, you know, I had all these books to help me, it's like, 
okay, wait a minute, this is breakfast time. I'm going to have this and this and this. Okay, now I can have all that. And then it's like, well, for my snack at this time, I'm going to have this. What am I going to have for lunch? And I mean, I sat there and I spent more time obsessing over what I was going to eat the next meal. Wow. And when I realized I was doing that, it's like, "Uh uh-uh, no more. Toss the books away. I said, Lord, if I'm to lose the weight, you're going to have to help me lose the weight. Because I'm not putting these books and my food in place of you. So, you know, your own health, your weight, whatever, can be an idol. So, again, you don't realize it. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, and that's that's the sad part. And you're not doing it intentionally. Mm-hmm. It's something that you enjoy. <clears throat> right. But if you... Look at God the way you look at that that you enjoy. How much more did you enjoy Him? Mm-hmm. Like you said, spending time with Him. Hey, man, I'm here. Look at what y'all doing over there. Bam. Mm-hmm. That's it. Nothing going to distract you. But if I go in there and say prayer and inside the church, got my Bible, well, Lord, I'm in the way. And then my wife is talking with you. I'm sitting here. God says my day went like this and y'all keep talking and you ever notice the voices get louder when you're in prayer you can almost tell what every person is talking about but if my mind was focused on God when my mind focused on something you can't distract me seriously you mm-hmm. can't if I'm watching a game she can sit there and tell me how it's on for with the halftime <laughs> but I'm just saying it's where your heart is you're not going to let nothing distract you. Well, and, and I agree with what you're saying for me, and I can only speak for me. Yeah, that's what I said for me. Um, <clears throat> being a parent, being a grandparent, and especially with the way Roger's work schedule has been since we've been married, since we've been parents, I've had to be that parent that was responsible for what the kids were doing and things like this. So... I may be deep in prayer, but I'm still always listening for sounds of distress. I forgot what my grandma called it, but you're right. And so... Discernment, yeah. Yeah, so I can get distracted, sometimes a little too easily. As I like to put it, it's the, ooh, shiny. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, this is where you can set up things, you know, when I, when I was working in military, I worked night shifts. I worked a, a six and three schedule. I was on six, off three. Wow. Okay. Twelve-hour shifts. <clears throat> and so, you know, people say, well, you're going to be going to church on Sunday? I said, I'm working. And I took God with God. I was like, well, God, I'm not giving you, you know, how can I give you, you know, Sunday a day of rest, you know? He said, "Well, you can give me a day of rest. Do it your first. Do your first day off is the day of rest. Hmm. Work six days. Rest on the seventh. You need to rest. Not it has to be a certain day of the week. Amen. But you can work six days and rest on the seventh, so to, that you will stay healthy. Now, 
people will say, no, no, you have, the only time you can do this is on Sunday. <clears throat> Sunday wow. is the day of rest. <laughs> okay, now they've made Sunday an idol instead of taking what God has purposed is work six days and rest a day. He didn't say one day. No, so he just said six re- take a day of rest. So, I mean, if somebody's working six days a week and their day off is Wednesday, that's their day of rest. I like that, yeah. Okay? It doesn't matter. God is just giving us something to tell us how to live. We have now made it into an idol to say it has to be this day only. Oh, you have to get to church on Sunday. Well, Sunday becomes an idol because it's not about Sunday. It's about meeting whenever. I'm not saying Go ahead. First century church met every day at somebody different's house. Read it in the book of Acts. They gathered together daily, going from house to house, worshiping the Lord. And I found what you did was experiment, but it was awakening. Well, I asked God to show me because I was confused. Everybody was telling me I'm wrong, I'm in sin because I'm not going to church. You know, since you can't go to, if you're not going to church on Sunday, you're in sin. Uh, you know, you're breaking what God's commanded. And so I go, God's like, I don't know what to do. I, 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 I can't, I can't not go to work. People, so just, just, you know, quit your job if you can't be there on Sunday. Been told that many times. <laughs> yeah, like with the military. Yeah, it's like, how do you quit the military? But the point being was, is they had this thing that you could, Sunday was the only day. But God didn't say. He said that he he created the earth in six days and on the seventh day he rest. Does that mean calendar days? Or is it six days of work? That's what I was going to say. When God created the world, he he created it in six days and then the seventh day he rest. That's what it says in the Bible, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But back then there was not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. There was no names on the days. (laughs) There was no time. It probably would have been like like that. Never no time, no days of Eve when they ate that apple. Well, when when did God create the sun and the moon? In the morning, noon, what day? Wednesday. What day? What day was it? Of creation. I don't know. I don't remember. What is it? It's the not the first day. day. It was the second day? Third day. So, so it's, it's something to take a look at. See, okay. look at creation. I like it. <laughs> Time, as we know, it goes by the rising and setting of the sun. It if the, the sun wasn't created yet, there's no time. True. That's another thing, huh? But there was no such thing as days and times and clocks and years. And mm-hmm. If we would never sin, then, then but God says there now. He says, time. but when the when he, he talks about the morning and the evening was the first day. How could it be the morning and the evening when you had no sunrise or no sunset? Because the sun hadn't been created yet. <laughs> study things to study. Okay, I like that. You know, it's the questions I had many years ago that you, you know, have God. Cindy perplexed over there. Yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> see it. <laughs> well, okay. But, but, but God wanted us to understand that a day was an evening and a morning, from six from sundown at night to sunrise or sundown the next night yeah. is a day. Okay, not midnight. Like they got it broke down now. Okay. You know, a day was from sundown till the, till the next sundown. That's a day. So the evening and the morning was the first day. Okay. 
and then you go to the evening. Get, so at sundown, that's you know the, what the Jewish people still worship is is you know or understand, not worship. Uh, that sundown is that end of that day. That's it. That's it. So when they're saying the Sabbath, the Sabbath actually starts on our calendar Friday night. Hmm. And it goes through until Saturday night. They start worshiping God at night as soon as the sun goes down for the Sabbath. But what you saying about idols and time? That time you said, we're going to have church at 1 o'clock. How many of them say, what? How many people say, what? Uh, Matter of fact, we're going to have church on Friday. We're going to have it on Thursday. But what about Sunday? What about Sunday? I mean, that, I mean, I like what you did. I like I don't know what it was an But you find out where everybody hard was at. Because they all like, church at 1 o'clock? People be getting out now. No, you be getting out. We're going to have church at 1 o'clock. What if I say I'm having 9 o'clock? I mean, like I said, I don't know if you're doing an experiment, but you find out there where everybody hard is at. We own tradition instead of what God wants. And with that... Um, you stop and think. It's like you have to be to church, be in church on Sunday. That's you know you have to be. You have to be. Well, and then it's and you have to be there on Wednesday. <laughs> well, wait You're a minute. Right. You're right. You're there on Sunday, and then you're there on Wednesday. But aren't all days the same? You hit it. Yeah. You hit it. I mean, but, it, but he did that. He said. We're going to pray on Tuesday, Well, I got to do this. So where's the schedule that they with that church on Sunday? We couldn't show them. Or on Wednesday. We couldn't show you. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to make us look. He just said, but y'all, so he, that's the way you was raised. And so we, we're in traditions that somebody established. Okay? Yeah. It's not biblical. No, it's not. But they're man-made traditions. Well, we've got to break out of man-made traditions. It's okay to have it on Wednesday. It's okay to have it seven days a week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Doors, you know, why can't we come to to God's house seven days a week? I like well, that. I've got more important things to do. Oh, Whoa. oh. <laughs> we all said that. Yeah. Well, I, I got more important. I got things I got to do. Really? Over and above worshiping God? Well, I worship God at the house, but do you? I know you can, <laughs> but your attitude shows you don't. Okay? When are we going to quit putting God in the back seat of our lives? Let Him be the driver of our lives. And Let's, you get in the back seat. Yeah. <laughs> don't be His co pilot. He doesn't need a co pilot. Right alone. But, you know, he, he wants you to follow Him. Where do he wants to go? If you're not in the driver's seat, he's driving. You don't have a choice but go where he goes. And that, and it's like, so you're along for the ride. But God's going to take us down the path we need to go down. But a lot of times we try to steer him in another direction that he didn't want to go. And so he presses on one way and you go another. And it's not that I'm, I'm uh, <clears throat> mixed up in a thing. It's just I've, I've seen how much time I lost because of tradition. Things I'd have missed. Cause, I mean, seriously, things I missed 
because of traditions. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Things I could have been on another level with God, but I was more in level with tradition. And I mean, and I'm sitting here as I was talking, I'm looking at my life and say, man, if I'd have done this different, but God has something for me because I'm still here, mm -hmm. it's not too late to get there. Right. Sometimes, you know, God will tell us to do something, we don't do it. Well, we miss the blessing of that. But it's not saying yeah, we can't that's, fix that's, it that's, and get back in the right line. Yeah. You know, we may miss some blessings, but he says, now I get turned around. Get doing what I'm telling you. And then, then God can start blessing you again. But every time we disobey, if he says, talk to that person, you don't talk to him. You're in disobedience. You're in sin. Okay? He told you what to do. Oh, is that me? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, we, we have to be careful that, because when you disobey, there's a consequence of disobedience. You miss out on blessings. And it may even be a punishment. You know, but not saying I can't turn around and say, oh, God, I repent for not being there. And the next time you tell me something and I go do it, you're fine. Okay? You have more peace when you <clears throat> obey. Even just when it comes to God, you got peace. Mm -hmm. Remember as kids, you did what mama and daddy say do? You was a happy kid. Yeah. But that one time you <clears throat> didn't do what they say, and they say, hell broke loose. Well, Mama, I was going to do it. Well, how many times we don't told God, God, I'm tired. You think you don't know you're tired? But if he asks you to do something, I love with the wolf, he already made a way for you. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Would you say, show up. God going to take care of the rest. Mm -hmm. But what we do, man, I'm tired. I ain't feeling too good today. Uh, I'll catch y'all next time. And God like, okay. <laughs> then hear y'all or hear about, we had a good time. Oh man, and then you be, what about me? Hmm. <laughs> we all fell there. What about me? Y'all didn't. Hmm. Y'all couldn't wait on me for what? Yeah. God doesn't wait for us. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. What you waiting on? Yeah. It's like y'all can do it next week. No. <laughs> and it's just like when we make commitments to do something, <clears throat> and I'm not picking on you, Andre, but I'm going to use you as our example. <laughs> but you say, you know, we say, okay, our show starts at six o'clock, and you say, well, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm going to be there in ten minutes. It's six o'clock now, but I'm on my way. I'm on my way. So what are we doing? We're starting the show and we're going on. Guess what? That's what God says. He says, I want you here at this time because we need to have a meeting. And if you're not there at that time, guess what? He's going on with his plans without you. And, and for Andre's poet, where we live, traffic, I mean, I can't control it, but it's, we stayed on that, out there on that 161 mm. for 20 minutes. And like I said, I wasn't trying to pick oh, no, on no, you. Pick I'm, just, I'm, I'm just using yeah. this as an example. Cause but I have someone to say about so that. Take it hard. Thank you. <laughs> this is what I wanted to say, though. If I knew this, mm -hmm. it ain't the first time I've been in the traffic. Make preparation to get that love sooner. You, you see what I'm going? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Instead of me saying, we got caught in traffic. Well, if I said, well, I left at 4.30, we was on time all last, last week. Well, 
Because you left at 430, you don't know what's going to be ahead of you. Mm -hmm. So let's leave it for you. We're going to find that time that's, regardless of what time we go, guess we're going to be on time. Because he said himself, man, if y'all get there and get somewhere to eat, call us, we'll come join you. Mm -hmm. And it's also, you take a look at it as, I mean, we have to do the same thing because traffic's really bad right. coming up Oh, here. yeah, especially on 35. <laughs> you know, and so we, we plan a certain time to leave. And, you know, if we've seen that we have a lot of traffic, we leave a little earlier. We make, make a point, and then, like today, the traffic wasn't bad. At all? No, I mean, we, we, had, we sailed right through. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, we got here at 530. Come on, man, from your hands? Yeah. But, I mean, we were leaving expecting to run into traffic. So we got here early. But we also have it planned <clears> out <throat> so if there is traffic and we can see that the traffic's backed up, we can take an alternate route. And, you know. That's why you use yeah. a GPS. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't trust that GPS. <laughs> I yeah. love my GPS. Yeah, that works great. But, uh, anyway, so, you know. All these things we're, we're, we're talking about, it's like, where is our priorities at? And commitment. Yeah. But if not, we, we have, it's so easy to follow an idol. It's so easy to follow somebody that's a, a really good speaker or really, you know. Dynamic, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. charismatic and wow, you know, he's always got this wow, you know. They become your <laughs> idol. What was, what was the guy's name that had all the people ki killed I mean drink all the poison Jim Jones Jim Jones, well, Jim Jones talking about. he he captured people's minds and hearts yes he mm -hmm. did and this is where we have to be prepared if if our hearts are searching for God and not searching for a man to follow wow <clears throat> you know we we want to go to the biggest churches that's got the greatest speakers and have the best sound systems and the best bands and everything like this and think that God has blessed them so mightily, you know, so it must be a place where I need to be. Well, what Living are you looking at those places. for? Yep. You know, well, sometimes it could be the truth. No. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's a lot of things that start off right. Yes. But then it becomes a thing of worship. Mm -hmm. Man, you ought to come to our church. We have the most awesome band and we got the most awesome singers. It's like. You're not going to go to heaven if you don't go to our church. <laughs> yeah. Because we have, we God have the blessed way. us, and uh, we have this, and we have this ministry, and this. Well, what about what? When do you worship? <laughs> When's your ministry to God? Who's yeah. your pastor? <laughs> Never met. Small it. church with one or two people praying and get more out of you. When a big, when a famous speaker was speaking. Yeah. I heard you say. I heard you. I really go to a smaller church. Yeah. Then a church that never meet nobody. one on one and know you better, and sometimes you might the pastor won't even know your name in the big churches yeah. if you go by. Yeah, the only thing they know you as is are you a big donor or not a big donor? <laughs> <laughs> well, the church was that, and they had a certain role where the people that gave the most money. Sure did. <laughs> We've on, seen it. We've seen it happen. The people that give on, they sit up front, and the people that as they gave, they got they the had But every everything, we knew who the big time, because they had the half. Then you had the mediocre. The mid class, then you had a one. They don't know if you care if you leave or not. And if you, no, I ain't gonna go there. But I'm sad when they watch you put money in church, you be the man, they ain't just put in a hundred dollar bill. They're gonna go after church, they're gonna go after him. And they're gonna greet him. <laughs> How are you doing? 
Come on back, man. Yeah, yeah the thing is, is yeah, we, we see some of these things, and it's like, but what are we doing? You know, we, we, we see this, but what are we doing to change it? Lucky, uh, I, I, okay. I got an answer for you. Don't walk away. God said, what did you do? It's Matthew West got a song say, he you complain and complain, he said, and God said, What about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what did you do? Because he was asking God, yeah. why why haven't you done something? That's what yeah. That's God, why I that's created you. That's why the thing is is that we it doesn't matter what goes on around us. You can go into the most hellish church building you ever want to find. They could be even worshiping <laughs> Satan there. Wow. But, if, but if you walk in with the Spirit of God, it's going to shine. Then you're there to worship Jesus, not their God. Okay? So God doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You went there for a purpose. God says, go here. I want you to worship me here. Go to the altar there and pray. Say, you told me to come and worship here. I'm here. Well, what are they doing around you? He never asked that question. Hmm. Were you obedient? And I found out that, you know, when I was in uh, Palestine, Texas, or, in, you know, that when I was there doing uh, guard duty uh, for the prison system, that I went to, as I got it, I want to go to this church, you know, and I said, what church do you want me to go to? And I was walking. I didn't have the car. Staying in a hotel. Loretta was back in Nakona, Texas. Wow. Okay. And so... I said, well, I'm going to walk down the street. You point to the church you want me to go to. So I'm walking down the street, and God says, right there. I said, okay. So I go walk in. Church is eh, about a quarter full. So I go in, I sit down, about third row back. Okay, it's like, people are looking at me kind of strange, like, what are you doing that far front? You know, forward, you know, type thing. It's like, okay. That didn't matter to me. I just walked up there and I sit down. So I'm worshiping God, having a good time, and I raised up my hands, and I was just, 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 just sitting there saying, thank you, Lord. I just thank you for, for sending me here. So on and so forth. And the guy comes over and taps me on the shoulder. He says, uh, we don't do that here. Praise God. I was like, what am I doing that it can't be done here? You can't raise your hands. You know. I was like, well, you may not. I do. And I said, now leave me alone. <laughs> I went back worshiping, and the the guy the guy the pastor comes out, and when, during the sermon, I was like, "Yeah, bro, I agree with that, brother. Amen to that." He looks looks at me, okay, and uh, you know, and so we got done, and so I made a point that when he closed the service, I walked from there up to the pulpit to meet the pastor. I didn't wait for him to come find me, right. I went to find him. I said, God pointed this church out for me to come to while I'm down here. And I want to be a blessing to you. You know, I want to be an encouragement to you. You know, that meant the world to him. Everybody's always complaining, but nobody ever said that I've come here, God appointed somebody to come here to help you. Those wow. simple words helped him out so much. And he was blessed by those words. Yeah. And things started to turn around. You know, his sermons became, you know, more upbeat because he was just kind of going through the motions. He said, you know, I'm now being encouraged. 
And so, you know, you, we never know with just our being, wherever God sends us, wherever we're supposed to be, if we go where we're supposed to be, there's a blessing for that person or group that God has for them. I'm asking you a question as a man that been behind a pulpit, pastor. I've seen it upset me. Why is it that some pastors, if you go in there praising God, get happy, praising God, or, or you want to turn around and pray, you got a line. You got a line. You you disturb you disturbing the pastor, and then the pastor give you a look. I know you do things out of respect, but at this man, all the lady was doing is say, "Lord, thank you, Lord, I live to see another day," and it it rolled it trickled down to the other people. The pastor got upset. He said, she was out of line. It was because for him, it was no longer about him. It was about God. I ain't never thought about that. No, they escorted the lady to the back. And you could hear in the other room praising God. And the sisters, man, who was that woman? They never met. But she came in there just like you to praise and thank God. Guess what? Saves her son from getting killed. And she came to the church. Thought they were gonna rally, and she was praying. And she said she came back and passed out and apologized. I wouldn't apologize, but she said I'm sorry. I'm just and she and then when she told why she did it, oh we understand. So okay, we're gonna go to our next song, and I know we've been talking, and Roger was talking about how he went and ministered to another church just mm. by raising his hand. It's like, so were you one of those crazy people there at that church? <laughs> yeah. That's the name what of our Cindy? Holy <laughs> That's the name of our next song, Crazy People by Casting Crowns, and we will be right back. Your song's been good. Who builds a boat? With no clouds in sight Who walks up to a giant and picks a fight Who turns a lion's den into a petting zoo Who can have church in a fiery furnace Well, I'll tell you who Crazy people trust in Jesus Following Him wherever He leads us Kingdom seekers walk by faith believers Here's the steeple, here's the all God's crazy people Who brings a Bible into a public school Who shares a gospel even when the world calls them a fool And who's not afraid to go against the flow Will cancel me and call me one of those Cause I'm one of those Crazy people trust in Following Him wherever He leads us Kingdom seekers, walk by faith believers Here's the church, here's the steeple Here's to all God's crazy people I'm one of those crazy people Who sees the world as a mission field Who talks to Jesus like He's real Trust 
welcome back that was crazy people by casting crowns and if you would like to join in our conversation tonight that phone number is 214-431-5032 again that was 214-431-5032 or send me a message on facebook live where i will respond and we've been talking about what are the idols in your life and we've had a good discussion tonight and uh yeah so we're we're, you know we just have to start setting aside some of these idols how do you know when you idolize on something Uh, it It can be many things what i'm saying could be another person yeah yeah i mean the thing is is that we need to take a good look at it is god number one in your life or not if there's any is there anything that would take the play take away from worshiping god i mean there's a woman i know that she her idols were were angels she had angels all over her house she had angel pictures she had angel statues she had angels all over her house see i'm well protected i have all these angels so all those little statues are going to protect you. you I got where you're going. And all the angels can't do nothing if God doesn't tell them. So you have to go through God. Well, and the point yeah. being was, you know, I said, well, why, why don't you get rid of that? No, these are these are my guardian angels. Well, right there, she has now placed that in more precedence than God. She don't talk to God. She just says, I got these angels. You know, God's giving That's me these angels. <clears throat> but until people realize things are in the way, <clears throat> you put up a wall between you and God by having these things in the way. Well, what if my spouse is, is the, the block? Well, then quit making them the idol. Make God first, and your relationship with your spouse will be even Whoa. better. Okay? If your kids are your... And I've heard this so many times. My kids are the most important thing to me, even before God. They said that? Even before God. I said, well... You're not going to be wrong. I said, God will get rid of the idols. Yes, he said, God is the only God. Mm -hmm. And if you love something more than him, he's going to take it away from you. Well, he's going to give you the chance. I mean, even when when I first became a Christian, God asked me a question. I said, God, I'll give up anything for you. He says, I want your wife... And your kids. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, no. That's not happening. He said, then we have nothing further to talk about. I said, but I don't understand. He said, I want your wife and your kids. You'll never see them again. I'm taking them out of your life. And you'll never see them again. Are you willing to do that? No, said them. We have nothing further to talk about. And I just sit and think about. It. I was like, why would he do that? Why would he tear up my family? Why, you know, and I'm sitting there going, I don't understand. I don't understand. But my what? In you know, this was like about two weeks after I became Christian. It's like, what all he's given me so far? He only takes away things that are not good. He takes away sin. Are my family sin? Wow. So I'm pondering all this. 
And finally, I come to a point, I can't lose God. If it means having to lose them, I can't afford to lose God. And so I went back to God and said, I'm willing. I said, but it tear me apart. I said, it'll destroy me because, you know, I love them. But I'm willing, if you say they're not good for me, I am willing to let you take them away. <coughs> God says, that's all I wanted to hear. I'm not taking them away. So your heart is it? He had to see where my heart was. Mm-hmm. When I say, if I said no, forget it, then I walk away from God. He said, "Well, then that was your God. That's your idol you have that you worship." Hmm. He said, "But now this, you got a new life. I am the the center of this new life. You know, God has just done so many." things because I went straight to him. I didn't go to ask none of, none of the brothers or sisters, the, the preachers or anything else. I didn't go to none of them. That was just me and him. So when did you learn uh, how to pray to him? Not for your family, not for <clears throat> you, but just one-on-one. Because right now, just with the subject, I'm looking at myself. I'm, and it's like darts right now just coming around my head. All the things I put before God, even my health. Even my health. And God said, I'm still playing Russian roulette with that too. I keep healing you, but you keep going back. Not not that I'm putting this on you, because I did try to say Job and all this. And God says, but what did Job do? He had to, Job had to repent and ask God to you know, can't praise God. Can't praise God. Can't so where's your God. praise at? If you compare yourself to Job, and I'm, and because I, well, I was crying like a baby the other night. Cause they come up surgery here. I got three surgeries coming up in the next three months. I'm scared, and my mom said something that really gave me courage. And my my best friend Roger, y'all want to take. What are you scared of? Prepare yourself and just thank God. Whatever happened is okay. My mom, tears come from my mom. She said, I pray for you every day, son. And I, I won't want to see nothing happen to you, but that's what people lose to that. My mom was broke something down to me. Get your heart right mm-hmm. while you can. God preparing you for something. You got time to get it right now. I just lost a best friend Monday. Hit on a bicycle. Get. Mama said, "Am I in this? You don't know what time. What? How you gonna go? Be ready at what rush? All time. Mm-hmm. In and out of season. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just even I can let that become my idol. My fear." Mm-hmm. Lord, you know I'm afraid. He already knows. Why are you telling him? <laughs> Sometimes it's like you can tell him, but you know, he already knows, yes. But he's, he's sitting back saying, so you're being honest with me. You're afraid. I was afraid. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I go to God and say, I'm mad. I'm upset. Uh, or I'm happy. I'm sad. He already knows all these things. But I go before him saying, I'm not trying to put on a facade for you. When she, <clears throat> she called me out. She said, you're afraid, aren't you? 
You know, I've had this surgery, what, three times in the last four months? Yeah, I always I find a reason to get out of it. Something happens, his teeth is... Uh, and Cindy said no more. I said, you're finding reasons for you not to go, you know, not to go have the surgery. Your, your body's reacting to, you know, your body can react to your mind and what it thinks. Mm -hmm. You come up with a toothache, uh, stomach, and other, other things going on with you. And sometimes you, your body can react because you don't want to do this. Your body will do some combination. Yeah, the, can I be all right? What? What's that? Medication. No, no it, it can if that's what you're trusting in to do your healing. Um, but, you know, medications are, are given to the doctor for you to, for your healing. Okay. But if you say, well, I've got to have this or I've got to have pain medicine and, you know, I've got to have this and, okay, uh, that's idle. But if somebody, the doctor gives you some medication that's not an idle, you take your medication to help heal your body. Okay. Um, but you should always consult God first whether you actually need the medication. I used to get mad at you saying that. Yeah. I did. I did. Why he saying, they said I need it. Did you pray about it? I used, did, did I not? I said, well, why? did you ask God? And a lot of times, didn't need it. Mm -hmm. well, the thing is, is God can take and do healing if you give him the chance. Yeah. You know, and, but you know, people don't, some people don't believe that God heals like that anymore. Well, I'm sorry, he does. I can testify. No, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. He does. That's your He'd be sitting there whining, crying, and stumbling. You're not apologizing. I said, pray. That's God to heal your stomach. Thank you. Thank you, God, for healing. I do all the time. Lord, just help my back to stop hurting. Help my knees to stop hurting. Lord, help me to be whole again. And so, you know, we can take all of our needs. It says that we should cast all of our cares upon Him. All. Not just, some, yeah. not, not just a few. Every little thing. Whatever bothers us. You know, that way he can, you know, we're being honest with him and saying, we trust in you to help me out. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, these are just little things that you, as we're, we're talking about this, it's like, what about... And also, a blood sugar monitor should not be your idol. Okay. And the reason I say that because we know somebody has one, and the sugar know a couple goes up have. and down, up and down, up and down. And sometimes you just have to give it a little time, especially if you just ate something. I panic. So I mean, all the all the things that we're talking about here, and you know, we don't want to label everything as as an, an idol. idol. Yes, thank you. But it's the things that. Is holding us back from serving God. I mean, one one guy I know from Germany, what was holding him back was a stamp collection. Come on, Roger. Mm -hmm. A little square stamp. Yeah, he had a, he had a stamp collection worth thousands of dollars. I mean, he was a big time collector of stamps. Had been for many years. God says you need to get rid of that. That's an idol. And and. He knew it was God telling him. He said, well, what do I do with it? He said, give it to that brother over there. You're telling me to give up a sin and give it a sin to another brother. God said, I'm not saying that at all. The sin is what's in you. You idolize this. He won't idolize it, but it'll bless him. 
So he gave that collection to this other brother. Freed him up where God started using him mightily because he was willing to get rid of this idol. The other brother got blessed because of the value of it. He was able to pay his bills. Hmm. So what we see, some people say, well, you know, if God says this is a sin for me, then it must be a sin for you. And it's not true. It depends on what's in your heart. And our idols are what we we hide harbor in our heart. It's like what is so important to me. If you say, you know, if it says, hey, we need to get together for a prayer meeting. Well, I'll have to see. I think I'm busy that night. Or let me pull my calendar out and see when I can pencil you in. Wow! <laughs> right there, you said God's not important. You pencil me. <laughs> I'm a prayer girl. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pencil you in that way. If I can't make it, I can erase it and we can choose another night. How many times, you know, we got to take a good look at this. You know, if, if somebody called up and says, hey, you know, we need to get together for prayer. Okay, well, how about next Thursday? How about tonight? Been like that myself. It's like. How about right now? That's it. Okay. It's like, you know, I had a. One incident where I was in Germany, and this, these two sisters were mad at each other. And I was like, nah, "This ain't happening." So I called the one family and said, "Hey, I need you at my house in one hour. We got an urgent thing to take care of. One hour, one hour. Okay, I'll be there." Called the other. Look, we got something very urgent. You need to come to my house in one hour. I need you here in one hour. It's urgent. Oh, okay. You're a brave man. <laughs> so they both show up in an hour. Okay. They were there. What is going on? What is so important? I said, you sit right here and you sit right there. And I'm going to sit right here in the middle. Now we're going to settle this thing right now. What is the problem between you two? Uh, <laughs> you're mad at her for something. What are you mad about? You're angry at her because she's being... It's like, no. Let's get it right now. And so, well, you know... Da, 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 da. So I never said that. Well, yeah, you did, didn't it? No. I didn't say that. Well, I found out it's just a miscommunication thing. All right. They made up and it was like, okay. I said, now we have unity again. It was a more so important that God says it was urgent now for you to fix this now before it but swelled you didn't take up. Nobody thought. Uh, I said, I'm here to to Me maintain either. order, but we're going to discuss this. You're not going to holler at her, and you're not going to holler at her. No, there's no hollering. We're going to talk about this, find out where the problem is, and we'll get through it. Wow. Sometimes, how many times have I said, hey, I need you here in an hour? Well, I'm busy. Now, these people were hungry for God. And when I said, I need you here in they one hour, it's important they dropped everything to be there. Didn't ask you. And one, the the one couple had to drive almost, almost an hour, about forty five minutes, to that little town where they live. 
McKay's. Mm. Yeah. They had to drive a ways. McKay's. He's a preacher, ain't he? Well, yes, but he's not. I heard the name. He's not. He's not from around here. No, but I heard the name of Kate. I don't know if it's the same guy. Yeah, probably not. Okay. He was a missionary that was there in Germany. But this is out of California. Yeah. yeah no. He's not in California. But anyway, so that's the kind of thing. It's like, hey, if somebody says, hey, we need meat, it's important. Hey, we need to get together for this. We need to get together for that. It's important. Well, let's see. I don't know if I can fit through in that schedule. Well, it, it's important. Well, not important to you, but it was important to me. But you can see how there's a different responses. This response, I mean, as like God pressed on you, tell him be here in an hour. He talked through you, and it was like, and the whole thing was settled within fifteen twenty minutes. Harmony was back within our group. Peace was back. You know what God uses you in a lot of situations because I know when these families want to hurt me, talking about doing things to me, you call me to their house. I say, sit down. Come on, Dana. And he said, now we're gonna get this straight right now. That well, you said, oh, I didn't say that. And he said, well, I was with him, Dana, when when no money exchanged. Well. Anyway, you took me to that man who didn't want me in his house. You told me to come on in. He said come in. They didn't. Mm -hmm. And Daniel looked at him. Anyway, he said, we're not leaving until we get this right. Because they were talking about hurting me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I mean, there's a lot of things there. But if we take the steps that God has and be obedient to listen to him, you know, when he called me to be a pastor... I was laying in bed dying. Okay. And then he says, Now I'm calling you to be a pastor. I said, God, I have no training. He says, I don't want you to have man's training. He says, I will teach you everything you need to know if you just trust me. That was it. I was like, Okay. You know, well, you need to go to seminary. You're not, you know, you don't have a degree. You don't have the, I don't need your degree. I go to Holy Ghost you. Okay? <laughs> I let the Holy Ghost be the one to minister. Holy Ghost you. Okay? I go to Holy Ghost University. I let I let that teacher instruct teacher. me in all righteousness. Okay? So, but that was kind of odd. People didn't understand. I mean, I really didn't understand. It's like, why would you pick me and then say not go to be educated anywhere? He said, I will train you. And so then it's like he puts on me how to show me, send me people to instruct me in different things. But this is where God wants us to get back to. We want the Holy Spirit to guide us, not what we think we ought to do, what we should do, but what God says to do. Because all the disciples, they all come from different lifestyles, mm-hmm. tax collectors. Uh, I mean, you think about fishing. They didn't have nothing in common, but Jesus. Well, God looks at always looks at the heart of people. Okay, a lot of people want only want to go to church because they can get something out of it. 
But ain't you supposed to get something out of church? But if, if you're, you're going to get something out of it and not give something oh, to okay. it. Okay, okay. See, the thing is, is it you're looking to get all the time? Or are you looking to give? And what are you looking to get? Okay. So, I mean, if we're going... I, if, if we're going to the church house to get more with God, then yes, go. Go expecting. But if you're going to get, oh, I need help with my rent, or, oh, I need selective, food. Selective, yeah. You know, then you're going for the wrong reason. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't want to take anything away from the ministries that do help in those areas. But is what is our attitude about going to church? I mean, we can go for special things, you know, if they've got ministries to be able to support these things. But we don't want to downplay that any. But we also, it's like, why, you know, if you're going to, to church, you know, we should be going to give something. And it doesn't have to be money. I like that. And it isn't. God isn't looking for our money. Like man is looking, look, man's yeah. looking for your money, okay, to support a building or to support a staff, okay? Man's looking for that. God's not. He doesn't need any money. He, he's got everything. I mean, he paves the streets in, in the New Jerusalem with gold, okay? That's pavement. So what does he care about what we use for pieces of paper for money? He owns everything. So he's not worried about that. But he's looking at what can you give? God never asks for us to give anything we don't have. If God asks something of you, he's going to provide it for you or, or you have it to give. Okay. Our attitude should be of a giving spirit, not a giving <clears throat> spirit. Well, I like to go to church, not only to worship God, but to learn, to learn about His Word, and, and to, you know, people realize to study about it and learn and teach you to learn. That's the, that's the reason I like to go to church, not only to worship, but to learn things. And so, make sure if you do go to church, you go to a Bible-based church, where they're not preaching their own words, but they're preaching from the Bible, so that you're really learning. This is where me and her both heads at. <laughs> Serious about a Bible-based church. It should be in you. You should take that Bible at home and read it. Call up Sister Loretta, right? You're going them to do the work for you. Then you go about what they tell you. But what do you learn and what you know? That's just, it's just my perspective. Uh, well, I mean, because when I started reading for myself, I agree with him, but it's not exactly what the Bible says. What well, the Bible says this, but this is what. But then what they. But when you ask them, well, what the Bible says this, they will give you their perspective of what God's saying. You know. But then when you ask them, they ought to be able to go where you just read it. That's why I like studying with you, Mama. My mom will tell us in a minute. Pull your Bible out. What'd you tell me? Read it. Just show me what you're talking about. You, and I'm no offense to like I told my wife, like I told Cindy. Read. She does now. Mm -hmm. Because you are, for the, I ain't going to say your age. But anyway. <laughs> I'm saying what they teach you about the Bible. Uh, they're reading from the Bible and teach yeah. you about something maybe you didn't understand. 
Well, that's true, but you should be studying for yourself to show yourself approved of Thank the you. Lord. But you, we go to meet up with other people to worship God, and we can also learn from one another. And that, and like you say, that's that's needed. We need you know. Yet. There's a fivefold ministry that that the Bible talks about. It says you need pastor, teacher, preachers, about evangelists, all for the perfecting of the saints and the edifying the body until Jesus returns. We need all these people in our lives. I'm sorry. Okay. We need these okay. people. So I was but we're wrong. not saying we're going to, you know, we need to get before God, and God will put these people on our path to help us go, okay, to, to get where we need to be, okay? So we're not, we should go. We'll see what and, that, and that's why fellowshipping is so important. Something comes to my mind is, okay, like there's churches, gay churches. Now, how can that be a church of God when God says there's you know not to be no gayness she in the world that man and woman how do they have gay churches well, how can you worship god and you're not you don't you're not that's one of his main commandments you know they preach the same thing we hear at church sing the same church songs i seen it on tv i didn't know it was a gay church i'm looking at but it was a gay church okay so okay well if people want to live in a sinful lifestyle there are churches that are only for the rich Come on. Can't do that. If you don't wear a $500 suit there, you can't be part of the oh, church. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, now they worship money. Some worship sexuality. Okay? And, and the thing is, is that what the scripture says, God says he that that's not acceptable. You can still have a church that, that you can go in there and be sodomites, you know, do whatever you want to be. Wow. And, and it's okay with that church. But it doesn't mean that they're following God. They may say they're following a God. They may even say they're following Jesus. Okay. But the point being is it's not they're not following God because they're not following his statutes. No. That's what I mean. And so, you know. Yeah, following what his word Well, it's like Satanists. They have their own little church. You know, witchcraft groups have their own little church. You know, they don't call it a church, but they, it's like that's a little church. You know, you're allowed in America to form any type to of group. Worship the way you want to worship. And worship the way you want to worship. Worship Christians. Okay. So you can get a 501c3 for anything that you want to be nonprofit. Okay. So. Whoa. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take our last break. And our next song is Move, Keep Moving by Toby Mac. And we will be right back. Another heartbreak day Feels like you're miles away Don't even need no shade when your sun don't shine, shine Too many passing dreams Roll by like limousines It's hard to keep believing When they pass you by and by So keep walking, so just keep moving on. 
ain't finished yet Hold on, hold on, he'll get you through this Hold on, hold on, these are the promises I never will forget, I never will forget So hold on, hold on, the Lord ain't finished yet Hold on, hold on, he'll get you through this Hold on, hold on, these are the promises I never will forget Toby Mac, and uh, when we back, and our subject tonight was idols. What is your idols? What do you idolize that's more important than God? And well, again, we're not judging. We're not trying to say the uh, calling you out, but sometimes you need to step back and say, "Where are you? Where are you? Thank you, Lord. Where do you stand with God?" Yeah, I mean, we we all have different things that are going on in our lives. And I'm just, we're pointing out some things to take a look at, you know. Yeah. Where, where is it where your heart's really at? Because where your heart's at, that is what you're going to seek after. That's what you love. Yeah, and, and you, you can't be sidetracked or whatever. It's so important to you that you'll change everything to do it, okay? I, you know, I'll do... if. if my kids need something. I'll do anything I can for them. Okay. Um, but uh, but that doesn't mean you know. But will I do that? Is is that same way with God? If He tells me anything, am I willing to just get up and go do? In the middle of the night, middle of the day. Well, I usually tickle me with that. When I was sleeping good. Wake up. <laughs> he like it's just one o'clock. <laughs> get up well the point is is you know god needs us at certain times and he's looking for willing vessels because he wants to bless us it's not that he wants to just say hey i I need something done hey okay you're okay i drew you out of a hat you're next i don't i don't want to see you get any sleep you need to get get up up. and do this (laughs) but you know God is is there. He's trying to allow us allow us to be part of being used in His kingdom, which in turn God grants us great blessings because we're obedient. But the more we're disobedient, the less He can bless us. Okay, do hmm. you schedule time to be with God? You know, is yeah. is it so important to you that you have quality time with God? Well, I'll be thinking she'd be in there playing games. You know, on the, she be praying. I said, "How can you do two things?" But I left it on. 
she get there and she'll turn the TV on. And I, I'm in a room watching sports. So I ain't gonna say the devil get in me, but I literally <laughs> and put what I was looking in the bedroom. She used to get mad. You know what she'd do? She'd get up and go in the other room. And mama said, that's wrong. I'm, I got it on two TVs now. Same thing. And my grandma used to say, the devil got in you. Because you know you disturbing her. She'd be in there seriously into something. And I just... And then I... Change it. Yeah. But his remote control commander. I swear you cannot watch one. Oh, and I found your remote control. It was in my pocket. I looked at my coat jacket. That my control you said that you know where you keep it. I just happened to go. Roger and Loretta were at their house one time and they couldn't. He tore his whole living room up looking for him. This is about a I'm year sorry. ago. You want and it just it. found no, it. No, serious. I got it. I <laughs> and Andre just found it in his coat pocket. It was in my coat pocket. And he I, didn't tell me that. He said, Did you? I'm, I'm, I'm confessing. <laughs> He said, you sure you Because the last person was me that had it. And he said, check your pants and check. And I'm like, oh, he done went too far. And guess where it was? Because it was, it was wintertime, I think, and he had yeah. his coat on. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. where it's been all this time. <laughs> <laughs> See, God answers all things. In his time. He said he wanted back. <laughs> In his time. So we are down to our last 10 minutes. Time is flying by, especially when you're having a good time. Yes. So, we're going to do our wind down. Oh, and shout out to TJ. Remember last Friday? She's listening right now to our show. Oh, shout out to TJ. <laughs> <laughs> and all our listeners. And all our listeners. but uh, And uh, Miss Elsie, she's listening tonight. Oh, sorry, I suppose. That's not. Anyway, uh. I need to get on my job better, okay? Because I did tell you I was going to call. I'm in front of my crew. I got to do better on what I commit to. And y'all pray for me to do better. Because I know I let a couple people down tonight. They were really looking forward. And I apologize. On national TV, in front of my... There's no national TV here. Well, national, national internet TV. Internet. Okay. But point is, I apologize. <clears throat> I suppose we call two people live tonight on the show. Okay. He just forgot all about it. Okay. So, winding down. Cindy. Oh, I was just going to say, thank you for listening to us, but everyone does need to take more time with God. I talk to God all day and all night long, but I need to take that certain time where you go off somewhere by yourself, turn everything off, and just hear really God talk ahead. back to you. Because sometimes you're not listening hard enough. You can't hear what he's trying to tell you. Yeah. It's those shiny things, the little nuggets. And we all have nuggets. Trust me. It's the one that you admire over God. And all I'm saying is, it's never too late when you can wake up and get another day. Get it out your life. And I'm talking about me. I fought just like now. Be a man of your word, not a word of your man. You figure it out. <laughs> 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 All right. Your turn. Yeah. Well, our our subject was talking about idols, and we've got to be aware. And so we we talked about a lot of different things. 
and you know so take a look pray about it okay don't get mad about it pray about it okay so if something's kind of hit your hits hits you wrong or whatever, go before God say is there anything in me hmm anything in me at all that's, that's not, not pleasing because right. you know sometimes we got to put things out and get a little pointed so that you will look into it I'm gonna prove him wrong thank you go ahead prove me wrong I challenge you prove me wrong go search it out for yourself and if you find out that and you find out that I am wrong and you tell me I can change but the point being is if you never study it out yourself and you can say I'm wrong all you want I'm not gonna believe you until you show me that I am prove it hmm okay so, and I and I just also just want to take time to thank all the the supporters out there that's helped support this ministry. Yes, thank you so much for all that. Mama. I know we don't talk about that a lot because we don't get into to talking about money much, but uh, but those people that have been donating and things like this to help the ministry, a shout out to you. Thank you so much, uh, and you know God will bless you according to your faith. And so, but. Um, I'm getting ready to turn it over to Loretta. All right. Again, I have had a good time tonight. And, you know, we've talked about idols and we've talked about different things that can be idols. And I wasn't going to say anything because it hadn't come to my mind. But just before um, Roger handed the mic back over to me, it's like, be careful about the idols in your life. Because even your plans get me with this your plans for the future can be an idol wow because I know we were talking okay we get to talk so seldomly I don't remember whether it was today or whether it was yesterday <laughs> sorry just gotta throw that out there but Roger was talking about you know the setbacks he's trying to build an office in our in our garage and found mold in the garage today or yesterday or whichever day it was <coughs> and he was talking about getting things ready to do podcasts and things like this and getting really excited about it he says that's the only thing that really gets me excited and then I got to thinking it's like you know is this becoming an idol and this was before I knew what our topic was going to be tonight. This is just something that I was talking with God about. So, like I said, just be really cautious about what your plans are for the future. Mm. Because they may not be God's plans. And if you're set on what you want to do, you're not listening for God. You're putting that plan ahead of God, ahead of family and <coughs> everything else. Because if, if God has a plan for you, has something, he'll make a way for whatever you need to do. Yes, and I understand that. Yeah. But that's why I kept specifying your plans, not God's. It's not in God's plan. So, so um, we're going to be back next week, next Friday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. here at the beautiful Bedford studio.
and um, we'd like to have you we'd love to have you give us a call and, please and just send us some comments and let us know what you're thinking what what your response is to some of the some of the things we've talked about and topic you might want to discuss yeah let us know if there's something you need to, you need us to discuss or you want to discuss so we'd like you all to have a good evening bless a good week be blessed but most importantly be a blessing amen good night everybody good night everybody good night. when you close your eyes do you go back there to a bended knee and Lord I need you whisper prayers remember the moment you let Jesus in would you give anything to go back there again you feel like a million mistakes in a million miles away from the first time faith of a child but I want you to